Top Tuesday night, August the 17th, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. Oh, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong hole again. You're in the wrong sound box. You're in the big box, and you need to be in the little box. Well, you know, that's what they say. it's not a one-size-fits-all culture. No, that's not the world we live in, Donald Wayne. No, it isn't. <laughs> How are you, Dennis Lee? Doing great. Uh, keep dry today, did you? I had to run out in the rain uh, a couple of times, but it, it certainly could have been much worse. My phone woke me up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, said, Tornado. Uh, really? tornado watch until one thirty oh. tomorrow afternoon. So, uh, I look, of course I had to wake up and look at the radar and see what it looked like. It, it really, I never did see anything that looked tornadic to me, even in South Georgia. I thought that no. system moved here through here pretty quickly. Actually. It did. Um, I think it hit, I think it hit Southwest Georgia a little harder. And then the, you know, the Carolinas is it, blew through rather quickly but a lot of rain today you know, a lot Fred. of a lot of rain uh you know drop the temperatures here it's actually you know if there's no damage uh, no one's hurt or anything i it was actually kind of a nice thing to have blow through here after the heat of last week yeah well it's coming back so we better enjoy it while it lasts you It'll think so mid 90s next week Mid nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's no point in that. <laughs> no. Let's let's just give up summer. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm I'll, I'll concede summer right now. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for pumpkins. I'm ready for yeah. harvest. Harvest moon. Ready for pumpkins Halloween. And eggnog and Halloween and yeah. You know, dipping yourself in the moonlight. I mean, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> just. <laughs> Just make that a, a private <laughs> thing, would you? Because, <laughs> oh, jeez, no mooning in the moonlight. <clears throat> no, that's a good song. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I thought I just made it up. <laughs> no, mo- no mooning but, in the moonlight. Can you hum dan- up a few bars? Dancing in the moonlight. Well, yeah, that's well, I know that yeah. one. Yeah, that's what I meant. 
Okay. Well, I guess that's better than humming in the moonlight. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can get thrown in jail in some states in Halloween. Uh, uh, just one of them. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not in California. Well, no. No, they they allow you to. Freedom of expression in California. Except you got to be wearing a mask while you're doing it. I saw this. I saw this stupid uh, thing on Twitter today. Um, Some some guy in Australia, some Australian official was telling people that they had to keep mask on even when they were outdoors, even when they were trying to drink alcohol or you know, uh, and I'm like, okay. Um, how are you going to drink alcohol with a mask on? Well, I mean, how are you going to How are you going to eat? I mean, right. uh, people. I thought people in Australia were smarter than that. I, I had no idea that that government down. That, that we must have sent some people over from the Democrat Party to uh, help them organize some things in in Australia. Well, they they said they were shutting this. The uh, New Zealand said they were shutting down. And they only have one reported case from yeah, what I was reading. I'm well, that's a, it's a small island. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. They must be paranoid. Well, yeah, but couldn't you quarantine the one, you know, guy or girl? And you're like, look, we're trying to spare the whole place. Um, yeah, because besides, they got a couple of little uh, deserted islands around them. Just send people over there if you're worried about it, you know. Put, yeah, them, on a, to- put them on a little raft and put them on Pelican Island and yeah. give them some food and water and say, you know, we'll be right. back in a week to see if you're still kicking. Right. But uh, to shut down the whole country over, over one seems a little extreme. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to med school, but some of this stuff is border lining. Oops. There's that boat song again. What in the world? <laughs> there's that boat song. Uh, I forgot what I was saying now. I mean, some of the, some of this shutdown stuff, and and now they're talking about uh, booster shots, and uh, and that that idiot in New York City. Uh, I saw this tonight where uh, De Blasio was was on TV, and he was telling people going into restaurants or going in in the indoor building at all. Uh, you have to have your, your proof of your COVID vaccination and your ID. Okay, so this is this is a guy in the party who doesn't want people to have to show their ID so they can vote. But you got to show your. Here's another thing. Here's another hypocrisy. They want you to show your ID so you can go into a freaking restaurant along with your COVID uh, vaccination card so you can eat. So basically what they should just say, we expect you to have identification for everything in the world, except when it's time to vote. And then, you know, everybody has a right to vote. So you shouldn't have to prove who you are. Here's the deal. If they make us carry around a vaccination passport to go from state to state, to go in certain businesses, to do certain things, then what they're going to do, that's almost as bad as a lockdown because you're going to... Um, take away as statistics go right now about 50% of the population will not be able to go into said business or into 
the different areas or go into another state. So there goes your economy. Yeah, I, I did see that where I, I guess it was coming from the Biden folks about people having to have their COVID vaccinations to go from state to state. So what are you going to do? You're going to have a roadblock and stop everybody coming in from one state to the other and say, right. show it, or, or maybe they can get them to stop at the truck stops. Well, and what about the, what about the, uh, the fake uh, COVID cards that are going around? People are buying for hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands in some cases. And uh, yeah, 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 there you go. Did you laminate yours, Donald Wayne? To eliminate my what? Your your COVID <laughs> card. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't know. Okay. Well, people shouldn't because what are you going to do when you have the booster? And I noticed that the COVID card only has room for one more shot. So not saying it was you know, already already destined to be a third shot, but it you know, pretty much looks like it. Well, mine is uh, on, on the wall behind me. I got to turn around here and look at it. I, I, put, I put it up on the wall. After my last time, I got a shot. <laughs> Your last injection. Yeah, well, the last last time they inserted something into my body. Well, I got more uh, spaces than that. I've got. How many do you have? Uh. All right. Well, I've, I've got. got mine, I've got mine right here. Let me pull mine out too. I've yeah. Well, <laughs> please do. I've got. <laughs> I've got two on the front of the card. Two spots. It says other. And then I've got one space on the back side that says other. So Okay, well I've got two on the front that says other, one on the back that says other, and one that says um, just COVID nineteen vaccine. Or vacuna contra el COVID nineteen for um, those of our Hispanic friends. But um yeah. And, you know, you would think in our day and time, this age of technology, how do we end up with the paper card? How are they not just documenting everybody at all these different places electronically? Well, for the very uh, reason so we can show this, because if, if they just dep depended on electronic uh, records, then they would have to share that medical information, which is supposed to be against the law. With well, a lot of anybody supposed to be against the law, but I, in a state of emergency, I'm sure they could bend something. Um, I got you know, something they can bend. How <laughs> <laughs> surprised they didn't give us an option to to be chipped or to carry around the paper. Oh, well, at least it is kind of heavy grade paper. It's not, you know. Yeah, I got I got one. Uh, I think my original social security card was paper. I still have my original, by the way, somewhere. I do but, too. Um, I didn't but, laminate it. I need to. I've got it in a protective sleeve. Yeah, but you know, and actually, I have one that says that this this social security number is not to be used for personal identification oh. purposes. And yeah. so they had a contract with me when they gave me my card that says it would never be used for personal identification, and they lied. Of course, now when I go somewhere, um, and I, I don't really, you know, I don't have to fill out anything for credit anymore. So, but you know, somebody like 
the doctor's office asked me to update it last time and said, we need your social security card uh, number. And I said, uh, uh-uh, you don't need it either. I've been a patient here for, for 20 something years. And you know, if you've lost the number, that's your problem. I ain't giving it to you again. Oh, well, you're going to be a feisty one, aren't you? Well, yeah, they, <laughs> you can kiss my crippled old ass, you know, before you'll get it again. <laughs> You've heard it right here from Donald Wayne. Yes. Actually, I meant to say wrinkled instead of crippled. Uh, Thank the Lord. Let me knock on some wood somewhere here. But yeah, it's just, it's not, you know, that's how all these problems come across with with that and people putting way too much stuff on the internet nowadays. But Mm. hey, we're going to a vacation to Cancun. We'll be gone, (laughs) you know, for two weeks. Yeah. and then they find out where you live, and next thing we'll you be, know. <laughs> we'll be gone for two weeks, and this is what happened when Frank went to the bathroom last night. Put that on TikTok. Yeah, right or people sh- take pictures of what, they, <laughs> what they're eating or, yeah, you know. Yeah, like anybody gives a rat's ass or yeah. eating some organic lettuce wrap with eel in it or something. Yeah, like I, I hope that's an eel that you're eating there because it looks yeah. awful weird. <laughs> Anaconda. Um, <laughs> geez. But anyway, how do we go down that road? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, I guess I was talking about that thing I saw on uh, Twitter today about that guy from Australia. But yeah, he was. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's and De Blasio. It's just nuts, oh, and right. and and people are more and more just coming out and saying we're not going to do it. I saw a uh, registered nurse on, uh, I think it was Tucker Carlson a little while ago, and from North Carolina, and she quit her job. She says, "I'm not. I don't want to take it. There's too many questions about it. I've had people that have had problems with it. I'm not taking it. I choose not to take it. Well, you shouldn't have to if you don't want to. uh, And she's had COVID. Yeah. So de Blasio says it doesn't matter whether you've had COVID or not. If you haven't had the shots, then you can't go into these places. And, uh, but then there's also a lot of restaurant owners up there in New York city that are saying, we're not going to enforce this because yeah. number one, we don't want to get in confrontation. They, they showed a film clip, uh, just a little while ago about some people fighting in the street. Uh, one, supposedly one of them was Antifa, but they were fighting over, uh, vaccination issues. And some, and the guy from Antifa had a knife pulled out yeah. over, yeah. over arguments, you know, got you like a fish. This is serious stuff. I mean, yeah, it's on, on planes and buses and just everywhere. I mean, I've, I've got my carry permit and I've never really felt like I've gone anywhere where I had to worry about carrying it. But you know what, if I lived in those areas where those people are acting nuts like that, you know, I would be armed, you know, you'd hate to shoot somebody over a, a, a disagreement like that. But you know, if you come at me with a knife I mean, yeah, I'm, if you threaten me with a weapon and it's yeah. my life or yours, yeah, um, you're you're gone. Like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> you just signed your signed your uh, yourself away at that point. Yeah, you know, and nothing wrong with it. No, no, people <sighs> do not have a right to get in my space. No, at all, unless I invite them into my right. space. That's right. 
All right. Well, let's see. Any, anything anything uplifting? Um, I saw mm. Trump was talking. He's being interviewed by Sean Hannity. I, I, yeah. I did, didn't get a chance to listen to him, but. Uh, I, I just, uh, Sean Hannity, I, it's a little much. Yeah, but, he's. Um, I, I don't dislike him. I just, you know, he's not what he used to be. So I listened to a little bit of that interview. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I I, uh, I have it on because Tucker. I watch Tucker more now, just because Tucker can be funny, and Sean is never funny. But um, right at the end, he was pressing him to uh, to to let the the public know if he was running in twenty twenty four or not. I wish they'd just get off of that because you know yeah. that's that's three and a half years away, more or less, give or take a month or two, and right. uh, what I say, three and a half. Yeah, I guess it's three and a half, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Jeez. Uh, and it's, we don't need to worry about it. We need to be focused on next year. We need to be focused on 2022. Right. Um, I have seen a lot of people uh, today uh, that I've never heard of before that are announcing their candidacy for running either for Senate or for House of Representatives, some new blood, which everybody's saying, we need to get rid of some of these tired-ass old people that are in. We do uh and congress because they've been there far too long and their record is abysmal you know absolutely abysmal so you know this this whole thing of people staying in there for 20 30 years like joe biden joe biden should have never still been around once he you know once he uh you know was uh, Obama's vice president. I mean, that should have been enough. He should have retired somewhere. You know, Hunter was going to keep money coming in. <laughs> so, of course, uh, he, oh, probably, yeah. he probably yeah. spent as much on drugs and hookers as he did. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He <laughs> put it a little more eloquently than I would have. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, he spends a lot on tattoos as well. So... I guess, but I, you know, I, I still haven't had anybody explain what that one is on his bag, but it looks like, I don't know. It looks, looks like he's been clawed. Yeah, I think yeah. you said that last he's week. A, it's like scratches he, on his he's back. A tiger. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, he better hope that daddy can keep him from going to prison someday. Cause yeah. anybody else that's lived that kind of life, that didn't have connections would have gone to prison. Yeah, well, that'd be would be that'd be that'd be happy to take him in there. <laughs> yeah, he'll make all kinds of friends. We'll show you what a tiger does yeah, in prison. Come on over here, sweetness. <laughs> Jeez. You know, yeah. thinking about that, I've never, un- <laughs> I, I've never understood how anybody knowing what prison would be like would ever take the chance of doing something that would put their ass in prison. I No, you, you know, got to make sure that you're, without a doubt, 120% that you're going to get away with it. Because the alternative, you know, it's not worth Unless somebody, you know, violently attacked one of my family members or something A crime like of that. passion or something, you know, something like right. that. Uh, but um, just, you know, this this stupid stuff that people go to prison for, Right. Um, I, I just, I, what, what part of that life is attractive to you or is uh-huh. it worth doing whatever it is that you're doing to get your 
self put there in the first place. That wouldn't be good. No, that would. <laughs> I'm I'm not quite sure how that would turn out, but it wouldn't be pretty. That's for sure. Okay, well, let's see. So hurricanes is that that other hurricane thing is uh has has it become a hurricane yet or is it still uh, grace is uh, building up um they're thinking when she gets out in the gulf that she'll have time and the conditions will be favorable to uh to go into a hurricane mode i don't know if it'll be a one or a two but probably somewhere in there yeah it kind of looks like it's going to pass between the tip of Cuba and then Cancun, but they say it should head towards Texas, I believe. Right. Yeah. So um, either, you know, far South Texas between Texas and the uh, Mexico border or um, maybe in the Galveston area. It's way too early to tell. So probably looking at this weekend before that comes into play. Yeah. I was looking at Fred. I mean, that's that was kind of an odd little storm because the the center is just above. It's still in Georgia. Fred is still physically still in Georgia, but all the rain and everything is is way outside of the the circle. Growing well, up into it's, Kentucky it's, and Virginia, it's Fred. Nothing against the Freds in the world, but Fred just doesn't sound very ominous or very dangerous. Yeah, well, how did we Fred get the? How did we get these up. funky names, Fred and yeah. uh, Grace? Hey, and I'm Fred. I'm coming through. I'm sorry. It looks like I thought that one that Henry was going to hit uh, Bermuda, but it looks like it's going to go south of Bermuda, and I don't know well, if it's going to uh, hit the I, coast it, or not. It was pronounced today on the Weather Channel as Henri. Oh, well, okay. Well, I was like, well, it looks like Henry to me all day long. Oh, well, you're right. Yeah, that's well, there's an I in there. So I I'm, guess that would I'm be right. Henry. Yeah, I thought what, it was Henry. So after Fred and Grace, we decided we'd get Henri. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to get on. It's going to get Henri, all right. Um, <laughs> but it's just going to circle around. It's going to circle back. Um, circle back? <laughs> it's going to circle back. Is, is it going to visit? Saki, yeah, they could they could sidestep that Henri name and call it Hurricane Saki. Uh, yeah, Linda's kind of, Linda's still sucking wind out there in the Pacific. Uh, well, <laughs> there, watch out! I think that's still litigation, Donald Wayne. Yeah, don't get involved in any of that. I thought it was going to go towards Hawaii, but it looks like it's dipping south. So, hey, <laughs> only here on Trice Talk do you get updates on the hurricane situation. I'm telling you what. And um, look out for our interview with Mike Slidell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with his slicker, and he's standing there guarding. Yeah. You know, he's got his stance against the wind. and Oh, yeah. Uh, those are some... <laughs> those are some funny shots of those guys. Although that was a dangerous thing for them to do those, those kinds of uh, reporting. But well, whenever you see the weather channel van, you're like, Oh no, this is not going to be good. Go away. Well, the one hurricane that I, I did experience on the coast, the one when I was living in mobile, I 
barely stuck my head outside the door that night when the winds were the highest uh, because I kept having these pictures because it's pitch dark for one thing, but I kept having these visions of, you know, a pine tree going through my body or something or, oh, yeah. or a two before, or, you know, anything that the wind could pick up a fork. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, they've <laughs> a fork. <laughs> I've been forked. Uh, yeah. they've had stories in the past about, uh, tornadoes, driving straw into a tree so yes yes uh so i figured you know i stick my neck out there uh that that's gonna be it but i I couldn't imagine standing out there you know it'd be mike slidell standing on the beach and bracing against the wind and he gets hit in the face with a porpoise or a you know, a shark, a baby shark or something. That would be. Yeah, the, then Jim Cantori drops from the sky and all hell, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, I bet those guys kind of live for that kind of stuff. You know, it's yeah. probably probably a slow year when they don't get to do that kind of reporting because that's well, really how they made their name. It's really kind of cool having the weather channel in their own backyard, driving around 285 and see the big building there right there by the brave stadium yeah uh the neighbor to the left of me used to work for the weather channel people used to live in that house yeah they lived there about two years and uh he he drove uh he drove one of those weather uh, channel uh vehicles home it wasn't always a van sometimes it was like a a station wagon kind of thing but yeah and I used to know one of the guys uh, years ago. Uh, he was dating somebody that worked with me when I was in the apartment business, and he actually came to one of my uh, housewarming parties years ago. I cannot oh, – cool. uh, two or three years ago, he was still with them, but I think he was – I don't know that he was on air anymore, but he was a young whippersnapper back then, and it was kind of neat. But, yeah, those guys, they talk weather – a lot that's that's most of their conversation is weather you see those big old cumulus nimbuses today (laughs) there ralph Uh, i I don't right now but point them out (laughs) to me would you (laughs) oh boy all right well i guess we should mosey on to the next thing huh there we go a <laughs> I, oh that okay. Well, um, let's see here. Let's see. Da 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 da. It only seems appropriate that I should say that um, we here at Tries Talk definitely appreciate our military, our first responders. And our healthcare workers, and uh, especially uh, everything that everyone is going through right now. So we appreciate y'all being out there and definitely being on our side. I just felt to get that out of the way. There's so much that they were showing about, you know, the sending troops back over there to evacuate people out out of Afghanistan, um, helping the people down in Haiti, helping our people here at home. You know. Those, those individuals do a lot. We sure do appreciate you listening to us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those white supremacists in America, and it's amazing. How many other countries do you hear about going to the aid of others like we do? Now, I know, you know, France helps out, Great Britain helps out in indications, but who's usually the first one in line? Right. That's right. A good old Marine. U.S. of A. Marine or someone from the Army or just any branch of uh, the military right there. Yep. So, but, um, <clears throat> that's, those are people that make America great again. But, uh, in this article here is about making America worse again. Thanks a lot, Joe. And this article <laughs> is by the Washington examiner, Christopher Trimagley. <laughs> what? Um, Trimagley. <laughs> Trim a what? Trim a tree, trimically. Hey, thanks for the article, Chris. Um, <laughs> so it was a, a violent crime is spiraling out of control in American cities. COVID-19 cases are significantly rising throughout the country. Inflation is on the rise. Illegal immigrants are crossing the border in record numbers. The Taliban just took over, you know, Afghanistan in less time than it takes to binge watch the latest Netflix release. President Joe Biden has been on the job less than seven months, but his Build Back Better platform turned into Make America Worse Again very quickly. Indeed, it has. It's turned into a major shit show. And even those that were putting Joe on a pedestal, and this is not on this article, have been shredding him to pieces. CNN has been shredding him. All those Democratic and far left leaning outlets have been shredding him like he's chicken going into a chicken salad. Um, and he deserves it. The most recent news about the Taliban conquering Afghanistan is an existential disaster for the Biden administration. 20 years worth of foreign policy soldiers who lost their lives, millions of dollars in spending, and it all evaporated in less than a week in August of 2021. This comes after Biden declared no such thing would ever occur in July. And and he said a lot of things. Oh, no, no, no. They'll be able to hold their own, all of this. Um, and, And we've all seen the tapes. We've seen the footage of different people in his administration singing the same tune. Um, so it goes on to say the jury is, is still out, but the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. You may remember those remarks that Biden gave on July 8th. Have you heard that, Donald Wayne? Yes, they, they keep playing that. Uh, yeah. I, I bet they wish they could destroy that tape. <laughs> I, I bet they do. Yet that is what precisely happened. Biden either lied or was completely incompetent at his job. Neither one, uh, neither scenario is good. If the president can be so disastrously wrong in his foreign policy assessments, how can he be trusted to lead the country for the next three years? If it turns out he was lying, then how can the American people believe anything he says going forward? Yeah, how could we? Um, this comes on the heels of surging COVID rates in the U.S. as the Delta variant has caused havoc. 
This has led to a new order of mask mandates being implemented in cities across the country. And what are the majority of these uh, uh, cities leaning in their government there, Donald Wayne? The left. (laughs) (laughs) While the science over wearing masks continues to be disputed, this is another example of Biden either lying to the American public or being so incompetent he spread incorrect information. Biden said that in May that if you're fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask, except that turned out not to be true in less than two months after the president said so. I know. The fact is, um, and and I'm not trying to give him a pass here uh, uh, or give him something that they could use. Who who would think that they'd be listening to us here on on little old Tristalk? But um, I don't know. It's it's, it's the science. They're, they're, They're learning by the day. You can't promise people that you know what the hell is going on because it changes every day. Um. In this instance, yet again, Biden has proven to be unreliable as a president. He was either lying to the American public uh, or he was so incompetent he was making awful decisions. It should be legitimately asked how many people died because of the information Biden told the American people. It was during the Trump presidency and it was asked by Biden. Turnabout is fair play. Um, Yeah, you know, because... Especially this Afghanistan thing. He turned full on and said, look, it's the previous administration, if they had done their job right and not made this horrible deal. But you're the president of the United States. You have a new administration. If, if I've got, um, and I, you know, I would hope that um, somebody would make this decision, but if I had millions of dollars and I was about to make a horrible decision with the money i would hope somebody uh yeah yeah that's not gonna happen yeah you might want to check that out there joe Uh, you might want to take another look at that um um (laughs) it should be it should be pointed out that it was also biden who said regarding his predecessor and covid that former president donald trump was not responsible for the pandemic but he was responsible for the failed response and lying to the American public. Really? So with Trump, it was lying. With Biden, it's just because the science is changing. Uh, Yeah, pop meat the kettle there, Donald Wayne. Um, (laughs) Moreover, this is in addition to the border (laughs) crisis that the Biden administration has denied existed since he took office. Biden halted the construction of the border wall as soon as he took office. I'm sure Kamala Harris didn't even, you know, she didn't even know where the damn border was. She was like, oh, man, I got to go where? And then somebody pulled it up on Waze. Uh, (laughs) Tens of thousands of illegal immigrants are being granted access to our country. Hundreds of thousands have been arrested. 178,000 illegal immigrants were arrested in June alone, which is a 20-year high for that month. This is despite the fact that President Biden said the border situation was normal and happens every single solitary year. I mean, really, do you think we're exactly that stupid? Um, Don't answer that, Biden. 
Bill Back Better has a dis- has had a disastrous start. If this is America back, as Biden likes to proclaim, then our country is facing a perilous future. The results that have transpired from Biden's policy so far have been worse than anyone could have expected. An incompetent leader who is unreliable at best, an untrustworthy liar at worst, Biden's campaign slogan has done everything possible to expeditiously make America worse again. Thank you, Joe. Freaking A. And just you know, I I read that a couple of times and I got enraged every time I went through it. <clears throat> it's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible and taking no accountability um, because we didn't have to pull everything out that way. Um, you know, deals are brokered, deals are made to change. Um, I just I just can't believe that it had to be the way that it was in Afghanistan. It, it doesn't Could have done things a little differently. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I've, I've got an article kind of alludes to that uh, here in a moment, but you know, I, I, I just, you, you think about it and I've seen uh, uh, numerous tweets on Twitter the last few days about Joe Biden. And, and uh, I may have even, retweeted one of them or i may have added a a question to it but you know challenging people to give us one positive thing that joe biden has done in seven months and i know seven months doesn't seem like a long time but he's certainly sure as hell dismantled everything that was good for us you know under the trump administration so you know it's it's only fair that we expect out of all that stuff that he dismantled Give us one good accomplishment. And what have you done, Joe? Right. <laughs> and, right. I, you know, I mean, on one hand, it's it's probably it's probably a good thing because it's it's showing it should be showing, you know, intelligent Democrats that, you know, if they voted for this guy, you know, they they didn't get what they voted for. Now, the, the crazy-ass liberals who want all of this free stuff and all these changes in our society and all that, they're probably still celebrating the guy. But, uh, you know. Well, uh, in one breath, he claims to own, you know, what's going on. The buck stops here. But then he sidesteps responsibility for what's going on. Well, you yeah, know, he, he, he blames do it. the same thing in the same breath, and you just can't do that. Right. Well, I, I think it's it's like a, uh, a deflection tactic or something. You know, he he throws it out there that the buck stops here, so he can say, well, you know, I I, I did say that, but then he throw these little caveats in there to like these exceptions. Well, I'm not responsible for this because Donald Trump had brokered this deal originally, and then I'm not responsible for that because the Afghans. Uh, they just gave up, you know, when we started leaving. And um, like I say, this article I have, it, the guy talks to uh, how, you know, we actually didn't follow through with our commitments to the Afghans that were there fighting. And um, and there's some problems with what we were leaving them with. And, and they just, you know, they had no confidence that they could, when, although I did see somebody say yesterday that 
there are pockets of those of the Afghan army that are holed up in certain regions of the country where they can feel somewhat protected and they're they're still going to continue to fight but uh hmm. if if they don't get assistance from somebody they're they're going to they're not going to have a chance no no they but, won't but i don't i don't you know at this point i don't know you know, we talked about this before, and and uh, the consensus is there's so many different tribes in Afghanistan that people that don't really like each other, or they they have different thoughts about how the government should be run, which is almost like what we're getting to in this country, right? Uh, but not on that. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of the examples are extreme, but anyway, there's so many different tribes, and certain people are saying there was never a chance in the world that Afghan would succeed as a country because you never get all these people to support each other. Right. And how in the hell are we ever going to get any of these um, individuals to cooperate with us for Intel in the future when they can't trust us to follow through with what we said we were going to do for them? And China is already leaning on Taiwan about this. They're already saying well, look, how can you trust the Americans to have your back, um, you know, with your, your, your wanting to be your own country? Um, because they're not going to be here to protect you when we come take it all away from you, you know. And they're probably going, well, yeah, look what happened to Afghanistan. They've been there 20 years and just folded and just left it. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to – it's gonna, and then our, it's got our allies – running around like chickens with their heads cut off going, what the hell did they just do? You know, and how, you know, of course their force forces are smaller than ours. that They've had involved in that area, but still nonetheless, they're like left out to dry. Well, I'm hearing all these stories about all these minerals that are in the Northern part of Afghanistan that are so valuable uh, to people like China and Russia that they're going to come in and um, probably broker deals with the Taliban to go up there and extract these minerals. Why in the hell we've been there for almost 20 years. Why in the hell didn't we help the Afghan people, you know, do some kind of mining and things in order to, to something to build up their economy, give these people something to do besides fight or why didn't we broker a deal? Okay, we're here. We've spent a trillion dollars on your country. You know, we ought to be able to you know, t- take something out of here. Well, now, you're, you're, digging the, you're digging the deep hole for that, Donald Wayne, because yes. we will be chasing the rabbits because it's about money when we get well, to of that. Course. We have private contractors there doing different kinds of jobs. A lot of private contractors there. And... Um, what would be the benefit to other countries for the Afghanis to be able to sustain themselves? Well, I never even realized they had minerals up there that, uh, that were valuable. You know, I, I figured what the hell is valuable in Afghan, Afghanistan, except the people, of course, you know, people's lives are valuable, but, uh, yeah, you're right. And and that's the reputation that the United States has and our enemies use against us is that right. we come in there with these corrupt government, you know, proclamations that we're here to help people, but yet we're brokering deals and all these ammunition dealers and 
uh, you know, people who build all the, the stuff that, that we use for war and fighting get contracts to supply us and then supply who we're helping. And, uh, you know, so, you know, no wonder so, so many people are, you know, and, and, and countries like Afghanistan have such a negative impression of America because well, of our leaders. It's like big pharma, Donald Wayne. There's not any money in the cure. You know, there's more money in um, in treating the symptoms. Well, yeah, we've been, how long? We've been um, working on a cure for cancer. Now, although we've made great strides and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cancers can be controlled and, and go into remission, but an outright cure. We've been working. I mean, my aunt got sick in 1962 and died in 63. So that's what, 50 something years? Uh, that's 40, 50, almost 60 years at least. And I'm sure cancer was a, a deal before, you know, I, I knew about it, but. You have to ask yourself, why don't we have answers for some of these things? Well, you have to go back into the history, too. The cancer rate started really spiking um, after the 50s and 60s. And uh, there's been a lot of um, a lot of looks into the actual um, nuclear tests that they've had in the United States and around the world as being a big contributor to how that's happened, along with all the artificial ingredients that have gone into foods to mass make that, um, you know, with the, with the introduction of fast food in, uh, you know, in the 50s and 60s as well. You got to mass produce everything. But now everybody wants it in a couple of minutes instead <laughs> of half an hour. So... Yep. It's a mess. It, it's, but you, you always, you always start having to look at underlying reasons. The same thing about this, this COVID vaccine. And now they're talking about a booster shot. And some people are saying, Hey, you know, maybe these companies knew that there right. would have to be follow-ups maybe because there's no money. I mean, they made money initially on it, but if they don't keep this thing going, all that money they invested in, and uh, developing these vaccines, I mean, hey, there's more money if we keep making people get booster shots uh, every year. Right, because there's a lot of money in these vaccines, and the hospitals are getting a ton of money off of um, treating the COVID patients. And uh, those that say they're not, I'm sorry, folks, they're straight up lying. Um, <laughs> they're, they're taking a good bit of money. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they, the, the, the story came out earlier. I guess it was last year talking about how much uh, money the hospitals got for having people in the in the ICU units for COVID. Uh, it was it was a substantial amount of money, and yep. if if they died while they're in the hospital, they still got a substantial amount of money if they were listed as having died of COVID. So, um, why do you think there was no deaths from the flu last year? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, anybody hear about the flu last year? Yeah. Surprisingly, the flu took a holiday and, um, said, you know what, COVID, it looks like you got this going on. 
I'm going to go ahead and take that trip to Tahiti that I've been wanting to take for the now, you know, the past hundred years. So, um, yeah, uh, really, it's you know, it, it's sad that as 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 we learn more and more about you know, God bless America, but you know, we've got we've got some crooked ass people in government in this country, uh, you know. And the American people are just, they've been duped for so long or just maybe not paying attention. Well, and the people that are listening to the show, and we appreciate you doing that, by the way, make sure to hit that follow button. Um, know what we're talking about. You, you would almost, you would have to prove to me that this is not going on because at this point you don't have to prove to me it's going on. Cause I believe it. You got to prove to me it's not happening. Um, there's just too many things that point to that direction. And that being said, I still got my shots. Yeah, <clears> because, and, I, you know, and I got my shot. Uh, it's both personal of my shots. responsibility, though. And and if if I ultimately put my foot down and said, you know what, I'm not doing it, then I wouldn't have gotten it. Um, and I'll probably get a good look off of that <laughs> once <laughs> she hears it, but... Yeah, if you don't want to take it, you don't take it. If you do, you do take it. I mean, you know, there's risk involved, just like anything. Um, we're part of the uh, we're part of the clinical trial. There's no other way to spin that. So you just don't come to uh, to having this vaccine this quick. And some will say, you know, this has been in the works for years for COVID. Well, yeah, COVID's been around for a long time, but this particular strain has not. So, well, it's all on how you look at it. We, we were donating money to, um, China to conduct experiments, to, to have variants of these different viruses and, and see what they would do. And, you know, supposedly under the guise of, we wanted to make sure we could come up with a cure or have a vaccine that could fight them if they did occur naturally but um uh, i it's just it's we're really starting to see the tip of the iceberg in this country about who we can trust and who we need to be leery of and uh, I, I still think that part of that is because again we allow people to stay in government too long they get entrenched they get used to the power and and the prestige and the perks that come with the job and uh and they, they run us for years. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to carry a job for until you die. So for 40 or 50 years, you should not be able to have a job that long if you suck at what you're doing. You know, yeah. you should be able to, you should have to qualify and meet certain criteria every year. And then, you know, okay, well, you're, you're going to stay at the level you're at or, you know, you can go up to the next level. But I mean, really, how do you, how do you, how are you still, I, I don't know, you know, people like bird and, and, you know, people like that come up, like, how did that even happen? Well, Chuck Schumer and uh, Nancy Schum- Pelosi yeah, I'll, I'll, oh, oh, I thought you were and, and, um, Mitch McConnell, all of those. I mean, not just re- Democrats. There's Republicans that need to go right. and get the hell out of the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this for I mean, this for both parties for sure. Yeah, 
Um, you need to get some fresh blood in there after a while. You can't keep the, you can't have the same line of thinking for 40 or 50 years. And then people will say, well, yeah, those people change as, you know, as the time changes. Well, Biden hadn't. No. Well, he, he's, the only he's, change he's made is that he's more incompetent than he was oh, yeah. when he was under Obama. Well, not under Obama, but, you know, when he was in there with Obama. Uh, with mean, Obama. Allegedly, that's that's just that's a rumor. A, we don't have I don't, any proof you know, of well, that. Well, it was a party. Uh, people were smoking dope. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, 60th birthday and all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still believe that the majority of Americans in this country are good, hardworking people. Our military, God bless them. Our first responders, our, our frontline workers, our healthcare workers. They have, I think they have good intentions. They can't help what the people upstairs are doing that they don't know about or are being forced to do. You know, uh, we live in an imperfect world. But um, it takes a little bit of all of us to make it better. We're just letting you know um, what <laughs> what we're giving you our opinions and letting you know what uh, doesn't come out in uh, in your your uh, the big media on a daily basis. So, well, the good thing is, like like you said, I think places like MSNBC and CNN they're finally having to address the fact that they've been living a lie. Uh, that thinking that, you know, this, this Biden administration is going to come in and just, you know, what they say, build back better. Uh, well, there, yeah. there was, there was nothing wrong with it other than the, the occurrences of 2020, uh, and the pandemic and so forth. And then of course the riots and all the unrest. I mean, there were things wrong, but the government was working on things that would have benefited everybody. Just think. You can't help but think that if Trump had been able to win re-election, all of this would be going a different direction right now. And I, I still well, I, feel like Trump would have would have done a better job with what's <clears throat> happening right now in Afghanistan, even though he was promising to get us out of there as well. Right. But uh, well, I, nobody's saying we don't need we didn't need to leave, but there's need to be a way that we leave and and listen to our military leaders. That, you know, hey, if we need to do this, this, and this, then, yeah, but, you know, let them know, hey, we're still leaving. Well, it's like um, they were saying, we have bases in other countries. We, we maintain a base in J Japan so we can help protect them since we are not allowing them to have a nuclear bomb. Uh, we right. have bases in Germany to protect them and make sure, you know, all of our allies are secure from those areas. So what... What was the logic in not having a base of operation in Afghanistan as long as we weren't there, to, you know, to search and destroy and left that up to the Afghan government? Uh, Unfortunately, I think that we won't find that answer out for um, another few years. But when we see something that we're like, oh, man, I, I didn't think this could happen again. We'll think back to what just happened with Afghanistan. I mean, there there's people that they've let loose now that have been in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're the, now the the leadership, the Taliban that had that press conference that only I think NBC or ABC or somebody, one reporter was there from America. 
um, got to interview them. They're saying that the the women are welcomed into the government and they'll be treated fairly, but they'll still be held to um, their their Muslim law and not the um, not the way that the Muslim law was meant to be, but their strict Muslim law, Sharia law. That um, yeah, that doesn't seem like it's going to work out real well. And you've got individuals that were uh, young um, Afghanis at the time that we started working over there with the government. Now they're in their 20-something, and they're used to a little bit of freedom. They've gone to school. They're educated. And now you're going to tell them that they're all of a sudden back in the Stone Age. And, you know, they'll be lucky if they can... Um, work a level, work a job um, below um, the level of their education. Yeah, yeah there. It's, I mean, all indications are that you know, and, and you can't trust anything these people say. Um, no, they're murderers. So these, these individuals in I the mean, Taliban organization. Yeah, they execute people. They behead yeah. people. All right. Um, (laughs) and they think Allah's okay with that. They think they're doing Allah's will, or at least that's what they say. They've twisted the, they've twisted, um, the peaceful part of the peaceful part of the Muslim religion around. And I'm sure that, um, you know, uh, a, a good chunk of our military friends would say that, yes, there are some, the, um, people, the Afghans that they've encountered over there that have been good individuals, uh, practice a peaceful religion. So it's these bad actors. And I don't know how they think that we're going to deal with them diplomatically. This is not going to end real well for them. Yeah, except that, unfortunately, they're not going to need the United States anymore because no. China and, and yep. Russia will step in and they'll they'll capitalize on that situation because probably the Taliban will work with them because they'll need money and they'll need support and uh, nobody would be happier to give it to them other than China and and Russia. Yeah. And then just, just the tip of the iceberg right here. So, you know, there's a lot more to come from that, but well, I've got, I've got an article that's kind of go, it goes down a little bit of the same road here, but then it has a couple of twists and turns that you and I just haven't, uh, (laughs) haven't touched on yet. So, and I have a little audio that I want to play here, uh, a little interview. It's, it's only about a minute and a half long. So let me just start at the top because I don't know how to start in the middle. (laughs) Well, I could, but you I'm afraid. You work your way out of both sides. So yeah, I could. Yeah, it's kind of come out of both ends at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my first topic is really about a couple of angles on the situation in Afghanistan. And, and I'm certainly, you know, we give opinions here and it's opinions based on what we see. You know, it's, it's not that uh, anybody would ask my opinion about how to solve this problem. Uh, but, you know, based on the things that I've seen and the people that I've seen uh, interviewed and some of the Afghan people that uh, have been interviewed, it's, um, you know, and 
I, I'm like anybody else. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sick of Americans dying every time I see those uh, wounded warrior commercials on TV. I mean, I, I really I feel bad. I yeah. feel bad at these guys sitting there in a wheelchair with no legs. I uh, saw one guy tonight and one that had no arms. He had a, one artif- artificial arm. I mean, these people are given everything that they've got to give except for their life. And they've right. got to come back here. And, and many of them are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And they've got to live the rest of their lives with the memories of what happened to them over there. So nobody should ever say that Americans have not sacrificed for other people around the world. But um, it just seems like there, there, there should have been a better way to get out of there. Uh, and, and everybody in the world is looking at us right now. Everybody. Like you said oh, earlier, uh, allies or people that you know we may need as allies in the future. Uh, and and China and, and Russia are beating their chest and saying, see, America is not as strong as they used to be. So, you know, if, if, if they strike fear in other people's hearts, like you were talking about Taiwan earlier, well, you know, maybe Taiwan is going to concede that maybe we can't depend on America to help us. So maybe right. we sh- shouldn't piss China off. We may have to accept whatever comes down the road because we don't know that America will follow through. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'd be thinking about that heavily. <laughs> and 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 part of this thing today today that I saw and I see these these Taliban Taliban assholes riding around with American guns and and riding in American vehicles, you know, armored vehicles and so forth through the streets, smiling and grinning and it's just like, you know, and and then we've left millions and millions of dollars of equipment over there. Uh, right. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, but I don't know. I, I mean, if we end up having to go back over there for whatever reason, you know, I mean, say you know, five years down the road or something, we end up with a, a crisis that they say, well, you know, we got to go back in there and, and take out some of these leaders again. Then next time we're going to be fighting people that have got our equipment fighting back at us it it just doesn't so anyway there's an article in the uh conservative brief by martin walsh and it's titled you will not (laughs) you will not pin this shit on me which is it's about kamala harris chose to hide as afghanistan collapsed because you know there was an article and that's the that's the really the title of the article you will not pin this shit on me um you know, she came out and and kind of bragged about it when uh, Biden said that he was pulling out of us Afghanistan and saying that she was kind of instrumental in in helping make that decision. But have you seen her on TV one time since all this crap's gone down? No, no, she's been absent. I know she's not been at the border. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this this is an article by uh, uh, Martin Walsh. And I already gave you the title, but he says this, as Afghanistan has collapsed and been taken over by the Taliban, Kamala Harris is reportedly refusing to accept any responsibility at all. A source reportedly told Kyle Becker at Becker News that Harris refused to be part of addressing the American people on Sunday after the terrorist group took over uh, Cabal. 
Is that what? Why does that look odd? Um, <laughs> and so Becker reports that from a source that told him, so it's, you know, like third hand reporting here that Harris screamed, they will not pin this shit on me. <laughs> so I can almost see her saying that actually. And, and thinking about her, but Becker notes in his report that one America news network host, Jack Posobiec was provided with a similar account of what happened in the white house. Shade war going hot. Kamala refused a request to do a presser today. Said she was focused on Haiti and not Afghanistan. Now staffers for the rival teams have been openly fighting all day per White House official, Prosebeck tweeted. So Joe Biden was on his own and in true form when he delivered one of the worst speeches in modern presidential history on Monday oh, afternoon. Yeah. After the political pressure of his Afghanistan failure became too much to continue hiding from. In an article in Red State, bring me my bong bonchi wrote. <laughs> no. His, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I took a little creative. Uh, oh, every, time I, every time I say that word bonchi, that guy's name, I'm, I'm thinking about a bong. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, no, no particular reason anybody that's listening to this, okay? Uh, the president spent 15 minutes blaming everyone else, including Afghanis, who helped U.S. forces for the current disastrous withdrawal effort before he proclaimed the buck stops with him. It was a surreal scene in which what he was saying was quite literally the opposite of reality. As the specific chaos we've seen the last several days, Biden essentially pretended it wasn't happening, choosing only to focus on the issue of withdrawal, not how the withdrawal was being incompetently carried out. Unsurprisingly, MSNBC's Brian Williams was very impressed by it all, asserting that Biden had taken full responsibility for what was transpiring, even though he clearly didn't. That's when he had U.S. Army veteran Matt Zeller on his program, and he responded, what transpired was one of the most brutal beatdowns I've ever witnessed on cable news. So I've got that clip here. If I got it, if I can, if I can uh, pull it out. So this is uh, Brian Williams talking to Matt Zeller, uh, who is is an army, a U.S. Army veteran, and <laughs> this is after Brian Williams had been praising President Biden for for the uh, for what he was saying the other day. And this is Matt's response. And it's not that one. This one. Well. I'm curious to hear your reaction of this consequential speech by the American president. Didn't run from it. He owned it. He owned his decision. He owned the fact that, as he put it, the buck stops with him. I hope he gets to own their deaths too. I, I don't, I feel like I watched a different speech than the rest of you guys. I was appalled. There was such a profound bold faced lie in that speech. The idea that we planned for every contingency, 
I have been personally trying to tell this administration since it took office. I've been trying to tell our government for years that this was coming. We sent them plan after plan on how to evacuate these people. Nobody listened to us. They didn't plan for the evacuation of our Afghan wartime allies. They're trying to conduct it now at the 11th hour. The thing that they were most concerned about was the optics of a chaotic evacuation. Well, they got exactly what they were most concerned of by failing to do what was right when we could have done it. We had all the people and equipment in place to be able to save these people months ago, and we did nothing. I'm appalled that he thinks we only need to take 2,000 people. There's 86,000 people who are currently left behind in Afghanistan alone. We've identified all of them for the government. I have no idea why they, 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 he claims that people don't want to leave Afghanistan. I have a list of 14,000 names right now of people who want to get out of Afghanistan. And the idea that the Afghan military should be blamed for this, do you know how many casualties the Afghan military took in an average year? More than the United States did in 20. When you're not getting paid on a regular basis, when you're not getting fuel, when no one is supplying you with ammunition, and yet you're still showing up to the fight, how dare us for having to blame these people for not having the audacity to be able to survive a Taliban onslaught? No, no, no. What we need to be doing right now, and what I am appalled that the president didn't say, was we need to be talking about how we're going to get every single one of these people out. So I think he just, I think uh, Zeller just told uh, Brian Williams that uh, he he obviously was watching a different uh, uh, speech than the one that uh, Brian Williams was watching. But uh, Zeller runs an organization dedicated to rescuing Afghanis who helped U.S. forces during the war from certain death. And he further led into Biden, noting that he had given list of names of people ready to leave and be processed, but it was ignored by the government. Uh, later in the clip, the issue of blaming the Afghani armed forces he addressed with uh, Zeller landing more blows, talking about the lack of logistics that are ultimately led to the collapse of the Afghan uh, security forces. While the forces have fought bravely for years, including 60,000 dead, the situation had become untenable for most of them. Soldiers were not getting paid. They lacked ammunition, and they had been left in locations without the possibility of resupply. And because Biden disallowed, according to this guy, Zeller, foreign contractors from remaining to help, an inexplicable decision Equipment wasn't being maintained, and the Air Force was essentially grounded. So Zeller concluded it by saying how Paul he was by Biden's speech and the false ass, uh, assertions that he made. Uh, with that came the end of the most uh, decimating of a president that I've seen since he took office, and it happened in just two minutes. So... Uh, yeah, so he was basically saying, you know, the Afghan forces, and I've heard this from other people in the last few days, that there were pockets of them scattered across the country, but they were they were uh, disconnected and they weren't getting supplies. And like you said, a lot of them hadn't been paid in a while. You know, they weren't getting any money. And um, it, it's, I think it's a worse situation than than Biden and his group is going to admit to us. But, uh, you know, to and, and again, I don't know these to be factual statements or at all, but if it's true, then 
how do we expect those people to stay there and fight when all of their resources are leaving and all of their resupplies are gone and they've got nobody to back them up and the air power, you know, uh, is a big deal because they, before now they were able to call in situations when they were in an area where maybe they were being overrun or, or there was a group that they were trying you know, a large number they're trying to take out. They could call it in and, and the, U.S. would come in with planes and, and take out the enemy. But all that was going away. So right. I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, a real, it's going to be a real hard judgment on, on what occurred there. But it's obvious that there's a lot of people, and I heard somebody say this yesterday, after this situation, there should be a bunch of heads rolling not only in the Pentagon, but uh, in the Biden administration, people who said, oh, this isn't going to be a big deal, you know. And then, you know, Biden himself, like you mentioned earlier, Dennis Lee, that he, he was saying just a few weeks ago that, you know, they did not expect uh, the Afghan forces to collapse because they had like, what, 200 plus thousand troops and right. the, the Afghan uh, security force. And the Taliban had less than that, so they weren't concerned that these forces would be able to hold their own in that country. So there's a lot of people that, you know, people in, in the private sector would lose their jobs if they made a mistake of this uh, magnitude, you know, that cost a company uh, millions of dollars. And, and, of course, in this case, it's going to cost a lot of lives. But uh, since they are government jobs they'll probably just get reassigned somewhere and they'll keep drawing their paychecks and they'll be continuing to make stupid ass or selfish decisions uh, that'll affect other people somewhere else down the road. It's, it's appalling really. And again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. We've got to stop letting these things be career. Government was never supposed to be a career when our founding fathers uh, created this country, uh, established this country, if you will, people weren't supposed to have a career in government, not, not this kind of government anyway, maybe down at the DMV. <laughs> right. Yeah. But not to, not to this level or the post office. Yeah. Not to this level, but not people who make life and death decisions. You know, they were talking about, uh, I read an article where this, um, and I've forgotten his name. The, uh, the the guy, the Secretary of Defense, is a, I think a four or five star general. Uh, he's the one that we talked about a couple of months ago about the CRT thing that he was he was uh, initiating CRT training for for the troops for people in the armed forces that they're going to make that part of their training. Oh well, we're going to take away a little time from hand grenade throwing and uh, you know marksmanship, and we're going to talk to you about white supremacy in this country right um that guy well supposedly reportedly he owns uh hundreds of thousands of dollars of stock in a weapons corporation <laughs> so you know here's a general is making money off of people selling arms to the military and now right. he's a, he's a secretary of defense. What is wrong with these pictures? Why do we continue to allow these kind of people to be in government? 
They make decisions spending our money that benefits them. I just, you know, you know, what happened to the day where you're supposed to recuse yourself if you have a personal interest in an issue that's trying to be decided? Right. Uh, I, I guess that's not applicable to the Democrat Party. So, not these, but I, not these days. I thought that was cute about Kamala Harris, and I hadn't really thought about it. But, you know, we were talking a few weeks ago how every time Joe Biden trots out there in front of the microphone, here's Kamala Harris standing in the background. If she's not wearing a mask, she's grinning like a Cheshire cat. Right. But since this has happened, she's nowhere to be found. <laughs> No, no, and, everybody. And, well, before they got a hold of Biden, everybody went on vacation. Everything is going to be fine. Don't worry. The Afghanis, they got to take care of themselves. Just pull everybody out of there. Yeah, who the hell takes vacation when you've got what's going on or they huh. knew was about to transpire in Afghanistan? And I got one more word to say, and then I'll pass it on back to you. But. <laughs> God help the people in Haiti if Kamala's in charge of anything that goes on down there. Yeah. I mean, you people might as well, you know, try to put together a bamboo boat and get the hell out of there because if she's in charge of it, it's not going to end too well. No. no. And, I, and no. That's, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, I mean, there's so many things. Um <laughs> You know, CNN is really taking a turn. I'm not. I'm not giving them a pass yet because I just don't think they're capable of it. But um, you know, there was a CNN uh, story out of Newsweek that a CNN analyst Jeffrey Tubin, <laughs> Tubin, uh, Tubin, Tubular. Says that there's no basis to prosecute Donald Trump. Um, this is an article that uh, by Darag Roche. A roach, music. yeah, the roach. Um, but yeah, he said there's no bi- uh, no uh, no basis for this prosecution. So, in a new op-ed published on the CNN website on Monday, Tubin offered his analysis of potential charges against Trump over his actions relating to unfounded claims of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Tubin highlighted that. Uh, that uh, Trump allegedly pressuring acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen to open an investigation to uh, absubstantiated claims of voter fraud in Georgia and his comments on January 6th before the Daily Capitol riot. Well, while Tubin noted that some distinguished lawyers believe that there was a roadmap for Attorney General Merrick Garland to prosecute Trump, the legal analysis struck a more cautious note. Based on the available evidence, there is no basis to prosecute Trump and little reason to even open a criminal investigation, Tubin wrote. Um, Tubin then analyzed each matter that could lead to Trump's prosecution, the Insurrection Act, election fraud, obstruction of justice, the Hatch Act, and conspiracy to defraud the United States, and concluded that it would be difficult to bring charges against the former president. Um, Tubin wrote about the possibility of uh, prosecuting Trump under the Insurrection Act, which prohibits people from inciting or assisting rebellion acts, uh, uh, rebellion against the authority of the U.S. or its laws. In theory, Trump's encouragement of the Capitol rioters on January 6th 
could be a basis for this charge against him, but there are two insurmountable problems. First, Trump's words were ambiguous. He urged a march to Capitol Hill, but he also discouraged violence. Well, yeah, he did. Freaking (laughs) idiots. And second, he could argue that he was seeking to uphold the rule of law by obtaining an accurate count of the election results, not seeking to rebel against authority of the United States. And that's what he was doing. (laughs) Let's get this thing accurate. So Uh this guy's actually making some sense. I'm not going to, I'm not saying I'm going to start watching him or the CNN is this bright shining light in the sky. But he says again, the problem um, with the voter fraud thing that Georgia, that in Georgia that Trump brought up again, the problem would be proving intent. Trump would, assert that he was seeking to uphold the law, not violate it, and prosecutors would have a hard time proving otherwise because they have no facts. Um, So it can uh, argue that it'd be difficult to bring an obstruction of justice charge based on Trump's comments on January 6th. It can be said that Trump encouraged the protesters to impede the electoral count but he would argue that he was doing so to make the count more accurate, not more corrupt, which is what he was doing. Thank you, Tubin. Um, uh, finally, on the issue of conspiracy to defraud the United States, Tubin noted that the Department of Justice policy states that a charge of conspiracy against the U.S. will only be brought if a person made statements to a government agency that they knew to be false, fraudulent, or deceitful. He wrote that Trump could argue he was not lying to Rosen about the voter fraud in Georgia, but merely saying what he believed to be true, making a prosecution difficult. Again, correct. Um, And he also warned against the the prosecution of former presidents altogether. One mark of of modern deputism is the legal pursuit of former leaders by current officers office holders and the United States has wisely avoided this cycle throughout its history to be sure this practice has its limits and pervasive and obvious criminality by a present president should be prosecuted regardless of this tradition. But if there's a close call restraint is the better course. He said, investigations of presidents wrongdoing by Congress and others are wise and even necessary, he said, but actual prosecutions are not. And Donald Trump should be the beneficiary of this tradition, even if he himself would surely not offer such grace to others, he says. So, yeah, he doesn't like him all that much, but he's pointing out the facts, which are the facts. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, he, he was trying to get, prove some dirt on, uh, yeah. Joe Biden, uh, for the, for the Ukraine mess, but you know, they came after him first and he had every reason to believe that, you know, that there was more, more, uh, evidence against Biden. Well, uh, and look, uh, look at his bumbling son. I'm sure he's got something. Um, on his dad, and they just hadn't pried it out of his laptop or his rear end yet. So, or they'll never uh, tell us if they do. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I think one of the most disappointing things for me, and and one of the things that really 
kind of, I think it hurt Sean Hannity actually was because Sean was so much in the forefront for several years there with all this, this investigative reporting that these people were doing. And they were on a show talking about, we're real close to getting Joe Biden and, uh, proving this and that. And, and, uh, and, and so his presidency ends and we still have no proof that idiot, those, all those idiots they had working. I'm, I'm talking about government idiots like Durbin right. and, uh, was it Durbin? No, not Durbin. Um, uh, the prosec- uh an investigator, I can't think of his name now. Sorry with a D. But those those things have never gone anywhere. And, and th- I think that hurt Sean. I think it hurt Fox to a degree because they kept telling us, we're close, we're close, and this right. has come out, and that's right. come out. And where the hell is it? So yeah. I would almost rather them keep that crap to themselves, and let's, let's, let's tell us when you're getting ready to handcuff the SOB. Right. But uh, this thing about going after people, it's its really set a bad precedent. You know, that same uh, New York uh, State uh, Attorney General has, has said that, uh, that Trump has to turn over his tax returns for so many years. I don't know how many years they're, they're trying to get. And, and supposedly the Supreme Court of New York has upheld that decision. So right. supposedly Trump's going to have to do it, although, um, you know, maybe he's he's got some other stuff up his sleeve. I don't really know why he wouldn't, but, you know, the guy's out of office now, but they're just trying to make sure he doesn't get back in. And that's the only reason they're still going after him, in my opinion, unless it's just vengeance, you know, revenge, punishment, uh, because I think if liberals think if they can punish Trump, then they punish all of his supporters and thereby diminish everybody who stood up for Donald Trump for the last five years. Right. So let's take them all out so we can maintain control. We're in a very scary time. We are. We are. And some people, like, that's all you got people saying it's the end times. I mean, if we ever thought there would be a time for that time, it would be this time. Well, they, they've said that a number of times. Uh, uh, they have. But it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a worrisome, uh, I mean, worrisome world we live in. Th- this could be entertainment for <laughs> for God and <laughs> anybody that's watching all of this go on. Uh, mankind eat itself down here. Uh, it's, you know, but it's, I I don't know. I I hope it's, I hope it's nothing more than a wake up call. And I hope we do wake up and continue to push back. But, you know, somebody made a a comment uh, last night that I was listening to and said, yeah, all right. So we had the tea party when Obama was president and the tea party organized and rallied and pushed back. And then the Tea Party dis- almost disappeared by the time Trump ran for president. Yeah. A- and then uh, now we've got this new group of people that are pushing back about all this stuff. But the problem, you know, we conservatives have is they get fired up about issues and then they they get calm and they go about their lives until the next issue comes up, you know. 
we got to hit a level and we need to stay there. <laughs> we can't give up now because uh, for everything that we defeat or push to the side, you can bet the liberals are going to come back with something else that's just as detrimental to our society. And that's an opinion. I don't have any proof on that. But I've seen a lot of crap. I saw a lot of crap that went on with uh, uh, John Kennedy in those times and and Lyndon Johnson, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, from my home state. Yeah. Um, But, you know, one thing Biden can probably take heart in is that as this continues down the same track that it's been the last seven months, uh, you know, he, he'll knock Jimmy Carter out as one of the worst presidents in history. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, you, uh, you've actually moved up now. You're in a good place. Mr. And in Carter. my opinion, Jimmy Carter is a much better man and a person than oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Biden ever doubt. was. Yeah, and, and that's, he, without a doubt. that's always been the, my my point about Jimmy Carter, he may not have done a good job as president and he made some poor decisions, but he was a good man trying to do, I guess, what he thought he should do as, as a Christian in the White House, but right. it just didn't work. But Joe Biden is just, I don't know what this is. I don't really think he's making these decisions. If you want to get right down to it, I, I just don't think that he's he's pulling the levers on these things. I just don't know that he has the capacity to do that. Well, That's, you know, the weakness that we've just shown on this whole Afghanistan thing is um, going to make our position in the world where we need to show that strength that president Trump's administration had over these past four years. Um, you know, we're going to wish we had that back because I mean, I'm looking at something right now. Uh, Chinese state media chief calls, for war with U.S. over troop numbers in Taiwan. Um, you know, the, these there's all these other things. So, you know, could this even be a distraction? You know, um, it's, we got to get it together. Well, there's something that we have. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, we've, we've said that, and experts say that this is going to embolden China and Russia both. Uh, and maybe even Iran to a certain degree, um, you know, that under, you know, they've got three and a half years or a little less than three and a half years to do almost whatever they want to do. Uh, I, I don't I don't think there's any fear in their heart right now of what Joe Biden will do or anybody that works under him will advise him to do. Right. Not that I want us to go to war with anybody for for by any measure, but I don't think we would have ever had to go into war. And they, you know, they used remember when they used to talk about Trump, Oh, he's going to get us involved in some war somewhere. And, and he's, you know, we're afraid that he's got the nuclear codes. That's that, that Nancy Pelosi crap that she would spout, you know, he's not competent enough to have access to the nuclear codes. Well, now we got a president. I hope to hell he doesn't have access to the nuclear codes. All right. But, of course, it takes more than one person to push that button, folks. <laughs> That's true. It takes several people to put in these codes. So um, I, 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 I just don't know. 
I, I think we should be very afraid and we need, you know, just the fact, just the fact that he, when he, he went to OPEC the other day and asked them to increase oil production so we could bring the price of oil down when he crippled the oil production uh, capabilities of the United States. Right. He's what <laughs> this who's who's afraid of this man? Except conservatives. <laughs> it's a mess, Dennis Lee. It is a mess, Donald Wayne. It's a All mess. right. Well, you want to go down that little rocky road? Well, let's go down that road. Uh, and you got to talk look. about the little contest thing, too. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Um, and, hey, um, we appreciate you listening to the show and uh, this episode. And we've got a whole bunch of other episodes to listen to. So hit that follow button and you can listen to uh, you'll be alerted to new shows coming up and go back and listen to the shows that we've already done. There's over 200 of them. Isn't that right, Donald Wayne? Yeah, if you want. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, I would dare say. 240. We're, we're, yeah, we're around 240. And if you want to hoot, go back and listen to, you know, episode uh, 8 or 10 or 12 oh, or yeah. 15. Oh, yeah. man. I tell you. I tell you, the transformation. So, um, But, hey, yes, Donald Wayne, we are having a contest. And. Look, uh, if you're a Twitterer, um, even if you haven't been a Twitterer, but you want to tweet, you're tired of everybody telling you about their tweet, and you want to show them yours, you get <laughs> on Twitter and follow us at uh, Tristalk WG Moon and Tristalk D Lee. And i uh, tell you what, if you listen to our Thursday live episode, the one we had last week, tweet us the code word on that episode and you'll be in the running for a um a copy of mark levin's book american marxism yeah and you you will have a autographed copy by donald Wayne and myself and you you know you're not going to just get that anywhere so no not I, not legally not legally and please don't tell everybody um but yeah no tell everybody to come listen to this show we appreciate it and that's just us saying thank you and uh you know we're, we're also trying to boost up our our uh listenership and, and followership on uh on twitter so we appreciate you helping with that um and look if you want to and, and we're going to be doing that on this thursday's live show as well so these are only on live shows where you can go in and listen uh, or be there live to listen or go back and listen to it. And we will give you a code word to tweet at us. All you got to do is tweet the code word and we will enter you into the drawing for one of these fine books. Um, <clears throat> but if you would like to reach us on any of the other outlets, um, you can also reach us on Facebook. All of our shows are posted there. Um, you know, pictures that we come up with or are sent to us. I mean, BP really. And, um, you know, um, just to get to know us, find us on Facebook at Tristalk. You can email us at Tristalk69PTS at gmail.com and send us suggestions or complaints or pictures. Again, if 
EP, my goodness. Um, uh, or you can reach us at these other fine establishments, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM. And we are on every night of the week. So we appreciate you between Donald Wayne and us and myself getting together and, and Donald Wayne's mini pods, which he's doing an awesome job with. Um, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, we love you and we couldn't do it without you. And another shout out to our, our military friends and first responders and, um, you know, uh, uh, healthcare workers. Thank you so much for what you do. God bless you. Yes. Yes. I second that. Yeah. We appreciate you, uh, listening to this episode of Trice talk and, uh, we hope that you will continue to listen. And, and again, we encourage you to get involved in this contest. Uh, yes. it's, it's a keeper and, it's a uh, keeper. Uh, follow, follow. We got to follow. That's a follow challenge. We're laying down the gauntlet. <laughs> See how many you fine folks can follow us, um, on all of our different outlets. Yeah. If we can get a half a million followers in the next uh, three weeks, while well, we can actually move into a studio. I mean, really, and it'll come back to you, folks. It'll come back yeah. to you. Yeah, we just sure. we can we get all kinds of little gadgets to. Oh, yeah. uh, we got we got to get through this thing together. So <laughs> I hope that you found us um, found us uh, um, entertaining enough and, and uh, insightful enough and, and informative enough to to give us a follow. And thank you so much. All righty, Dennis Lee, if you'll uh, grab that proverbial I'm gonna, light I'm switch. Yank the chain there, Donald. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Good Lord. Uh, well, I had to have it turned up for that. Uh, somebody guy that pulled the string. <laughs> Can... yeah, uh, oh, my. See if I we had better. If we had chair on that one. <laughs> if we had better equipment. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe if we hire an engineer or something. Oh, uh, one of these days. Uh, Got to get it out of my hands. Oh. All right. Dennis, I'll see you on Thursday. And everybody else, I hope you have a great rest of the week. Stay safe, everybody. It's going to be a show.